This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, Dr. Fraser Becker, CSI, good cyber place. Two holes, one straw. A queen in the palace is worth two in the bush. We asked for more fish burn, but they didn't have any more fish burn. The underground monkey hates it when you time travel. Queen in the quown. Rectal faith healer. A tall stick, a slim jim. Get me out of the bush, Philip! Is Ted Danson, is Ted Danson, Ted Danson, is Ted Danson regular? <laughs> Keep your rhinestones in your jock straps. Dramedies versus commas. Stop trying to live in your 3D world. Mmm, the smell of Jimmy Velvet. Tom's Tech Time. Recommendals and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. In all my years with Westinghouse, I've covered some pretty interesting stories. But here is truly the most wonderful and exciting thing I've ever had the chance to talk about. We just got in these new Puss in Boots flavor packs. I don't care. This is the morning stream. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to TMS. It's Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. How did I do that? I know I got the 2020 down. Why did I say 2019? Yeah, it's it's we're we're well into 2020, Scott. There yeah. should be no more. Uh, there's no messing com- this up. Yeah, there's no confusion about what year this is. There's only one there 19. The only 19 in my life is the COVID 19. Everything Not else the hard, is 20. Hard, Hardcastle 19? No, no. Hey, had they discovered you know that next year or this year it would be COVID 20? And if it was the year after that, it'd be COVID-21. What? Are you telling me that it's not the 19th iteration of COVID? No. We should have known what to do by now because we've had 18 COVIDs before this. Oh, Brian, you should stop stop watching that Fox (laughs) News. You got to stop watching it. Uh, hey, uh, it's good to be here, everybody. Good to be here. We have a lot to do today. It's a Wednesday. It means guests and stuff and things and a little competition thrown in there. I want to start today off with a small correction. Okay. Nothing major, just a little Fine. tiny correction from our friend. Fine. Okay. Our friend Jeff Sire in Ontario, Canada. He now lives in Grafton, just moved a little bit ago. Uh, Bronco says this, just a point on terminology. When you were talking about that scammer John Edward yesterday, you correctly referred to him as a psychic. However, after that, you referred to other psychics like Kreskin. Kreskin is not a psychic. He is a mentalist. Is there a difference? Anyway. I think the correct term is hack. I think that's the term that we should be using. Yeah, hack, uh, scammer, uh, yeah. grifter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, stage liar. Yeah, stage liar, professional <laughs> stage liar. Anyway, the main difference is that a mentalist will tell the audience what they are doing. Or sorry, what they are doing is tricks. Mentalism is a sub subset of magic. The Amazing Randy is a mentalist slash magician who debunks psychics. Uh, Penn and Teller also include elements of mentalism in their shows. Penn contrasts himself to psychics by saying he is an honest fraud, hmm. says Jeff Sire. That's a good point. With um, you know, with all of the uh, Penn and Teller fool us that I've watched, and they're talking about mentalists and and uh, psychics, and especially Penn's. Um, 
love of hate like he loves to hate mentalists yeah yeah <laughs> even though he does it himself and he and he fully says yeah this is bogus what i'm doing is bogus but here's how i do it and and all that yeah um uh i should have i should have recognized that but uh sure well it's uh uh I, i'm i'm in the i'm in the crowd of saying yes it's a it's it's an honest an honest an honest job is a magician who does stuff to entertain people right yeah somebody right. who gets up though and says I'm going to heal your bum or whatever they're going <laughs> to, whatever it is they do. <laughs> Wait, now you're talking about a faith healer. Yeah, no, faith, I'm, I'm crossing faith over. Bum healer, yeah, specifically. Faith, faith bum healing. A rectal faith healer. There you uh, go. Those are the guys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like they're, they, they're telling you they're doing something otherworldly. Yes. Uh, literally. And then you're, you're meant to believe it and, and pay more for it. And yeah. If uh, and if you have not seen, I know you've seen it, Scott. But uh, if you have not seen the great Steve Martin movie, uh, the name of which is escaping me, it's something of light, not ray of light, but it's uh, in a field. no, I yeah, know. that's um, not it. What's the where he's a faith healer, leap of faith? Thanks, oh, man, there's no leap, no word faith. light in there at all. Right. If you have not seen Leap of Faith with Steve Martin, uh, such a great movie, Meatloaf. And who's was not is Deborah Winger the love interest in that? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh no, it's De uh, it is Deborah Winger. It? Yeah, she plays Jane. It's Deborah Winger. Uh, Liam Neeson's in this thing. Liam Neeson, yes. MC Gaming. I'm gonna expose that faith healer because I've got a certain set of skills. He's got skills to unmask him. MC yeah, Gaming is in it. A, He's cool. I like such MC a Gaines. great movie. Um, is, uh, I don't. I have seen it, but it's been so long. I, I don't even know what to think of it. Oh probably, really? Yeah, it's Ooh, it's time to delve back in. I wonder if it's streaming anywhere. 1991 was it wow yeah it is it's street oh no i'll take that back it's do you know that steve martin was born in waco texas i didn't know that i didn't know that either that's huh. crazy uh also did um, you know that he does not streaming he needs to do more movies i don't know what happened there because he kind of stopped steve martin he sort of stopped oh uh, he's really he's really focused more on his banjoing concert uh and touring with um with martin short which by all accounts is a really really funny show it is they have it on netflix it's very funny um oh they do okay yeah. Yeah, you should watch you out. should watch that it's very good i think i recommended hmm. it i may have uh you but yeah have. i don't think it's been since yeah it's been since pink panther 2 in 2009 that he did anything no way that was his last movie yeah. his last like uh scripted jeez yeah done a bunch of tv stuff since but some short thing uh this wow. year called cruel shoes but i don't know what that is well, that's. I mean, his one of his first albums was "Cruel Shoes," so I wonder if it was uh, if that's a a documentary about the album because that was like in the seventies around the wild and crazy guy days. Was "Cruel Shoes" doesn't give a lot of info. It just says cast Steve Martin. It's only him. Director Kevin Peterson. Writer Steve Martin. Star Steve Martin. A woman goes to a shoe store to try the cruel shoes. That's it. <laughs> is it a short or it is it a full-on movie? It says it's a short. So I. Oh, okay. it's animated too. Interesting. Okay. All right. So it's probably based on his comedy. Okay. Because um, he also, uh, Shop Girl was his, and uh, yeah, I read Shop the book. I don't think I saw, wasn't there, there was a movie based on it, right? Yeah, Shop Girl 2005. He yeah. was in. Um, let's see. Yeah, he, he just kind of stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. Kind of bums me out just slightly. I loved Bowfinger. Remember that, 1999? Oh, man. That was great. Bowfinger so was good. a great movie. I mean, even even some of his bad movies were good because he was in them. Yeah, right. I agree. Like, uh, I agree. 
Like Three Amigos is not a great movie. I have fond feelings for it because it's stupid and dumb and part of my childhood or part of my teenage years. But mm-hmm. but it's better because he's in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Jerk is not does not hold up as well as you think it does. Oh, God, you're 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 <laughs> killing me with these choices. Like, why not All of Me or Pennies from Heaven or uh, The Man with Two Brains? You could do the that. Jerk is great. You could do that. I'm just looking at writing. <laughs> I should look at actor. Because maybe he's been in more stuff and I don't know it. Because the actor list is longer. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. One of the greatest comedies of all time. Oh, I take it back. Okay, that was the last thing he wrote. Was that Pink Panther movie in a film okay. form. He's been in other stuff. So he's in something called Norm. Billy Lynn's... Ha- oh. No, I'm sorry. His name is Norm. Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk in 2016. Don't know what oh. that is. What is that? That was a... I want to say that was like a patriotic movie about a um uh oh i remember this like a soldier coming back from the war but it's it's told in flashback or something yeah it's ang lee did it and the 19 uh, year old billy lynn brought home from victory tour after a harrowing iraqi battle uh throughout flashbacks the film shows what really happened to a squad contrasting the realities of war with american perceptions one uh, of one of the greatest Steve Martin comedies of all time. Really, it was a hoot. It was just a hoot. <laughs> just a long running hoot. Laugh a minute, that one. Uh, speaking of movies, I didn't get yeah. it yet, but HBO Max, I guess, is out. That's a thing. Now? It's out, and you've got you've already got it. They updated the app, so not a new app. If you've already got the HBO Now app, interesting. They just they just kept it. That's crazy. You just kept it. You just download an update and, and you're already there, which is good because you've already logged in. You don't have to do anything more. It's like, all right, this is instantaneous. Oh, um, there it is. Yeah. Weird. I didn't know they were going to But here's do that. the deal. Yeah. I got in there first thing and I'm looking. It's like, oh, all the Harry all the Harry Potter movies are in there. Um, all of the uh, episodes of Friends are in there. Um, uh, Studio Ghibli is going to be in there too. Like you'll be able to stream all of the Miyazaki stuff. Yeah. And then I'll swip, swap over to the DC side of things. And Doom Patrol is the only of their modern DCU series that that they've got over here now. No Titans, which which is weird because Doom Patrol is kind of a spinoff of Titans. Yeah. Uh, Swamp Thing is not in there. Yeah, why? Um, why is that? What's that about? Harley Quinn animated series that, that people are raving about are... Um, uh, are not in there yet so it's it's coming i i looked online i found a, a collider article about it and it's just basically um there they don't have it's, it's funny there's not really an answer as much as there's a uh yeah we're trying to work it out to get it over there but but um but they, hbo let's see they own it I know, I know. It's it's about prices. So reading between the lines, it seemed like Doom Patrol, a pseudo spinoff of another DCU series, Titans, was too expensive to have a second season produced exclusively for DCU. But if they split the cost and double the show's exposure, they could justify production. Okay. So having it on HBO Max kind of gets them more money to produce it. Okay, interesting. Other pricey DCU series like Swamp Thing were shuttered after a single season. And while it may seem like the discussion of what content will travel back and forth is ongoing, an HBO Max representative reached out to Business Insider to say that, quote, there were no plans for any other DCU shows, which is a big bummer for those of us looking to watch uncut episodes of Harley Quinn. Mm. And, um, and probably, uh, yeah, exactly. Boo, I say to that. I say boo as well, because I hear that uh, Titans is, is great. 
Here's what's funny. They've got the a couple have, episodes of it. Right next to each other in the featured series, they have The Wire and The OC. Boy, that's a juxtaposition I've ever <laughs> I've ever seen one. If you if you like The Wire, you're going to love The OC. Yeah. Also, it just seems a little thin, doesn't it? A little thin this app. There's not much here. Like where's um, the category? Oh, there we go. These are There's a whole yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it it feels pretty robust to me, but it just happens so happens that I've seen a lot of this stuff. But yeah. I mean, Rick and Morty is on here now. And they got all the, the doc, every Doctor Who. And they still got the movies, right? That's the I thing. guess every Doctor Who from the Eccleston Eccleston season okay. is on here. Okay. All right. Actually, yeah, because there's there's they got, Whitaker. They got Friends, so. Hey, everybody. Oh, every friends right there. Yeah, all the Westworld, friends. Westworld, obviously. All the HBO stuff, of course. Yeah. I'm surprised um, I got the friends thing. I thought that was a... I thought NBC Universal was getting that for their NBC Peacock app. For Peacock? Yeah. Uh, no, this was the this was the big thing that they said, hey, we want to we wanna buy this. We'll have to check out the um, Looney Tunes cartoons and see how they hold up. Yeah. If there, if there, are there old ones or are they new ones, the Looney Tunes? Um, I think these are the new ones, aren't they? Or these are the new ones they're producing? Or no, is it this is the? Well, what I hope they do is put the old stuff in here too. Yeah, Looney Tunes. Yeah, brand new episodes of the iconic cartoon series. So these are the new ones in here now. Oh my gosh! And, they and have looking the old at the animation, too. it looks classic. It does not look modernized. They have the old ones too. Uh, yeah, oh, they, good. they have the what they say here is thirty-one seasons, <laughs> even though it's not oh, really wow. seasons, right? Like, yeah. Oh, uh, that's great. My daughter's going to flip out. All right. No kidding. Well, now I, it's all as well. I get all the Looney Tunes I can eat. It's good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> We're good. Yes, The Leftovers yeah. is on there. All the HBO stuff moved over, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. None of that changed. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Watchmen. Yeah. True Detective, there. The Good and Bad Seasons. Yeah. Barry. Westworld, <laughs> The Good and Bad Episodes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's all there for you, everybody. And then, oh, and all the studio, yeah, the Studio Ghibli stuff is already up there. So all of it, like 21, 21 Miyazaki movies. The even the little fish one, uh, mm -hmm. Ponyo, Ponyo. They yep. got, I got the the moving castle business that's in there. Howl's Howl's moving castle yeah. is on there. They got Neighbor the one Totoro, where Spirited Away, my favorite one, Spirited Away. Do they have the one where you, um, uh, yeah, Spirited Away? That's the one where the guy eats furniture. Throws it yes, up later. Face. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Well, you've sold me, Brian. Well done. There you go. Go watch all that stuff. It's all there for you. Enjoy. Hopefully, DC stuff comes over quicker. And also, God, I hope well, so. how about the yeah. animated stuff? I know we we're talking about DCU. Oh yeah, the like, animated stuff is all there. It is there. Well, I mean, yeah, the the for the most I should say, that lots of I saw lots of animated stuff in here. So like the um that recent dark. Teen Titans Judas Contract is mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, this um, is chock full of this stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no shortage of. Uh, <laughs> I searched for Batman and it gave me a whole bunch of Batman, and in the middle of them, it gave me Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson, and then a whole bunch of Batman again. <laughs> What's that about? Oh, well, you know he's. Uh, uh, no, he trained him. He trained Batman, and uh, <laughs> I still don't know what I did there to get that. All right, well, whatever. Also, uh, Gross Point Blank is on HBO. Everybody stop what you're doing and watch Gross Point Blank. Okay. Yeah, Cold, Cold Pursuit is basically a Ray al Ghul uh, origin story yeah. about... Um, I don't know if people knew Ghul that. living in uh, Canada. 
Yeah. As <laughs> a snowplow operator. <laughs> Were you guys not aware of that? Because we knew that. Brian and I knew that. Yeah, we knew that. Jeez. I mean, how'd you not know that? Yeah, how'd you not know that? What a bunch of lamers. All right. The yeah. Brian Dunaway coming in. Coming in hot. Cool. Uh, we're going to get him in here. We're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to take your calls. We're going to see who wins. Let's do this now with a little bit of music. Joining us right now is our good friend Brian Dunaway from sunny South Carolina in the USA. Hello, Brian Dunaway. How are you? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. And it is definitely not sunny. Oh, Dang it. Really? You guys, uh, we are. We're at like, it was like 82 today, or it's going to be 82 today. It's cold. Oh, it's hot. yeah. I get it. If it's sunny geography. here, how come it's not sunny there? Yeah, aren't we on the same right. planet? Aren't we in the same flat earth? You, it's flat we're, earth. It, <laughs> I think you're wrong. I, I think the flat earth is one theory, but I think, uh, I think uh, you know, relativity is another one. Oh. So, you know, Listen, rel- relatively seen... speaking, I'm nowhere near you, Scott. <laughs> I've seen Game of Thrones. I know that, A, we're all living in a big bowl, yeah. and the sun is right. the center of that big bowl. Yep. And, you want to uh, have the B, whole... Right. If I want to get to South Carolina, all I have to do is just um, wait for a scene change, and I'm in South Carolina. That's right. You're... If you really want to have your mind blown, uh, start thinking about the fact there is no now. Ooh, what? Stop what? it. Stop it. There is no right, now. You're now, right. Now is every time there's a now, it's then. I heard an it's argument on the uh, giant bombcast about how uh, 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 whether or not a straw is one hole or two holes. <laughs> and, uh, what, and they never brought this up. But what it made me think of is if, if, if a straw is only a single hole because it's an entrance and an exit, but it's the same hole just elongated yeah. then that means yeah. everything yeah is, humans are just humans are one hole well everything's a straw we're, we're a bunch of tubes anyway Every, everything's yeah, a straw yeah. even at a microscopic level if you punch a hole in a piece of paper and you get right down to it mm. there's thickness to it therefore paper is just a straw oh, stop trying to live in your your 3d world <laughs> whatever <laughs> There's you got no, first. You got to deal with time, so don't even worry about the other crap. Yeah, I guess if you had geez. like a single flat layer of molecules and there was no doubling up, it was one thin layer. Then maybe that's just a hole if you cut a hole on that. Right, but everything else has some thickness, therefore it's a straw. All right, hey, that's great. Wow. Let's find out who this is on the phone. Who's been waiting very patiently while we talk about dumb stuff? Hi, who's this? Hey guys, it's Nismaru in the tadpool. Nismaru in the tadpool. I like to say tadpoo when Nismaru calls. Hey, um, <laughs> it's good to have you here. Uh, thanks for playing today. Brian's going to explain how this works, what you could win, and what we have to do. Brian, we'll do exactly that. Uh, Nismaru, I'm going to be giving Scott and Brian a topic. They're going to go back and forth giving me answers that fit that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, repeated answer. Or they take too long to come up with an answer. The win is going to go to the other player. Your job is to predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic. Today, you are playing for a prize package. That includes the game Tower of Guns. Oh! uh, Courtesy of David Genswage. Is that a good one? That's a very cool game, yeah. It's like a throwback to like 90s shooters, but in a really cool modern way. It's rad. It's very good. Oh, nice. Cool. You're also going to get a copy of Bumblebee. Not the tuna. But no. the uh, the movie on Voodoo, courtesy of Anthony. Oh. Um, so you'll you'll play a game, you'll watch a movie, and then you'll make yourself a tuna sandwich. But you must provide your own tuna sandwich. Uh, that's actually the only good Transformers movie. That, by the way, that is the only good Transformers movie. Yeah, it's quite no good. No argument there. It's quite good. It's very good. 
Oh, uh, what? Dark of oh, the Moon? Brian Dunaway? Yeah, Dunaway. <laughs> you tell. Okay, so we're not counting the animated stuff. The 87 thing is the top. It's the best. But if you're talking about the live action recent stuff and all the Michael well, you Bay can't, things. So you can't go saying none of them are good. Yeah, you I can. I mean, you could, you could say none of them are my, you know, my preferred way of watching. Okay, I'll say this. None of them are good to me. There. There you go. I've done it. Perfect. I've owned, I've owned Perfect. it. Perfect. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I'm definitely not prescribing everybody else's tastes. I'm just saying. Right. For me, those movies are I, a huge I lost opportunity. None of the Transformers movies are good except for Bumblebee. Yeah. IMHO. <laughs> yeah. There you go. IMHO. IMHO. Uh, all right. Well, this sounds all right. What's our uh, What's our topic? You want to, a topic? Yeah. You want a topic? All right. Uh, Ted Danson. Terrific uh, actor, Ted Danson has appeared in 14 television series as a series regular. Okay. Uh, meaning that he's played the same character on three or more episodes oh. of a television show. Okay. Um, for example, Saturday Night Live, he only hosted once, but he guest appeared when uh, oh. when Kirstie Alley was on. But uh, uh, so that you couldn't give me that one because he wasn't a he wasn't a regular. However, he's been a regular on many many series, 14 of them to be exact. I want to know how many of them you can name. Okay. I any any 14? further clarification? Uh, doesn't stuff like appearing on as a guest on the Jimmy Kimmel show doesn't count? He's been on there a lot more than three times, but. No. Do, you know, do scripted an- scripted television show. Scripted do, do, television. Hold on. Do animated uh, do animated appearances if it's more than three count? Animated appearances do count. Yes. Okay. Oh, wait, mm. wait. And there's one in particular that that's that's scripted but not scripted. Yeah, do, that you know? one counts as well. Okay. All right. There yes, you. I know. <laughs> Just making sure. I know what you're talking about. Just making right. sure. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking okay. about? Anyway, Mister uh, <laughs> Maru. Knowing that that's their topic, who do you want to go first, and who do you think is going to win? You know, let's go. Uh, Brian to go first got to win. Yeah, Nis Maroon right. calling it like it is. All right, Dunaway, go. Fine. Cheers. Yeah, get to that <laughs> low hanging fruit. From 1982 to 1993, he was the lovable Sam Malone on the TV show Cheers. Oh. Uh, well, let's start on the whole other end of the spectrum and say the good place. The good place, uh, indeed. Go. From uh, 2016 to 2020, mm-hmm. he was uh, good in the good place. He was good. <laughs> Trying to remember his character place. name. He was uh, Michael. 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 That's it. He was. He was adequate in uh, CSI. Oh yeah. See, he was accurate. I, I need a. I need a. Uh, I forgot about that. Clarification. Investigation. There we go. CSI colon crime scene investigation. Oh, is it called crime scene investigation? It's called called CSI. There are many shows, so I want to know. You know, I want. Okay. Well, I just assumed that you would understand. He took over for uh, William Peterson, uh, playing DB Russell from 2011 to 2015 on CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Well, uh, let's go ahead and use one of my favorites. Uh, it was his it was his stint on season two of Fargo. Fargo, twenty fifteen. Oh, it was a great stint. Amazing great on there, yeah. Played a sheriff, old sheriff. He was great. Yes, old sheriff. Old sheriff. I'm Grizzly. Sam and I'm a tall stick of Slim Jim. Um, I'm gonna go <laughs> back a little bit to that TV show that I can never find anywhere. Where he was the doctor, Doctor Becker. Oh, Becker. 
Becker. It's a good one. 1998 to 2004. I mean, it's a good it's a good one to say. I never saw an episode of it, but I heard really? he was, he was angry it. and bitter, and um, and it was a funny show by all accounts. It's all right. I think it, it just went against type because it wasn't very Sam Maloney, and so people weren't used to that, and I think it threw people yeah. off. But I think on its own in that context, it was fine. It was funny. It was good. It's What's-Her-Name left Star Trek DS9 to be on that show. Um, Mulgrew? No, the... No, DS9, sorry. The, uh, different, yeah, yeah Jadzia Dax. Yes, Jadzia Dax. Uh, yes. She left for that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I got my Voyager and my DS9 confused. <laughs> um, I, okay, I'm, I, I know that this happened. I don't know. Oh, this is dangerous territory. I mean, I should think of something else. Mm, wow, okay. Um, dangerous. Let me think about that for a second. I think that was only two episodes. Oh, the Trek nerd says she was not asked to return and she did not ask to leave. <laughs> How does he know that? Is that true? Is that Apparently true? So, I mean, if anyone usually, would know, usually would interviews, know. right? Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, then I'll remember. I'll do the other one because I remember loving this too. It was uh, at least one season of the of damages. May have been season first. Oh. First he season. was uh, on, on Damages for damages. three years. Damages uh, 2007 great. to 2010, he was on the show Damages. Um, oh, longer than I thought. I thought it was just one season. But. No, well, I wonder. Maybe I mean, flashback, he was on 23 so. episodes. Oh, it looks like the oldest one. Yeah, 2007, Arthur Frobisher. Uh, from 2007 to 2010, he was Arthur Frobisher on the, on the show Damages. How is Damages that old? That's weird. Right? <laughs> That's weird how old that is. That's a great show. It's very good. Is it? I've never seen it. Yeah. First season was. I, I don't think I saw it after that, but I love that first mm. season. It's got people okay. in it you like, Brian. There are people in there. Really? Yeah. People I like. People, there are people I like. People you like. Yeah. For example, uh, well, for example, Ted Danson. Yeah. There's, a, there's <laughs> others. Like, close. Oh, Rose Byrne. Yeah, Rose like Byrne. You like Rose Byrne. Yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah. So anyway. Timothy Busfield. I could take or leave Timothy Busfield. <laughs> it depends on if you're doing Revenge of the Nerds, Timothy Busfield, yes, or Skeptical. Right. I don't think if you build it, they will come, to Timothy Busfield. Tom, uh, Tom Noonan, film sack regular Tom Noonan, oh, Timothy yeah. Oliphant. Yeah, Tom Noonan, who in uh, 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 Robocop 2 was selling nuke. Remember that? He was yeah. pushing, yep. nuke, slinging nuke. Oh, he was uh, one of the bad guys in uh, um, Last Action Heroes, what I'll always think of Tom Noonan as. Yeah, he's great. And weird. All right, there you go. So uh, damages now off the table. Brian Dunaway, we've given you a lot of extra time to uh, think it about did. stuff. Yeah. Now I know one you? more. Mm -hmm. okay. I know one more, but it, no, what that that didn't help me. I actually, uh, having y'all talk about the Trek nerd helped me because I was thinking, oh yeah, he was in the Orville. Oh, he was. Is yes. the Admiral. He was. Yes, he was. Now here's here's why. Um, uh, here's why I made that clarification. He was only in three episodes as Admiral Perry, but he was in three episodes as Admiral Perry. So it so. counts. It's only been three episodes. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Um, he has a good agent. All right. The he reason I both have good agents. The reason I asked about animated before is I remember him being on. I hope it's three. It may not be the three. Okay, this may be a problem, but I remember American Dad had him on there for some oh, role. Oh, nice. American Dad absolutely had him on as uh, Dr. Ray Petit. From, uh, his first appearance was in 2015. His second appearance was in 2018. His third appearance oh. was in 2019. Wow. So, so uh, yes, three three appearances for uh, Ted in American Dad. Dodge that well, then, bullet. 
Right. Then surely tip dancing has been... There's so many years. I'm just going to take a shot here. The Simpsons. I mean, there's been so many years of it. Surely he's been on at least three times. Of course, right? You'd think. You know, appear, you think? appearing right. maybe as himself or something or or um, uh, some other sort of uh, appearance. Uh, no, you'd be wrong to think that. No! He appeared once <laughs> as Sam Malone really? uh, in an episode of The Simpsons. I remember that one. That was the one I remember, but I assumed he had done more. Yeah. He only appeared in one episode of Frasier as Sam Malone. I thought he'd been on that a couple oh, more times than he had, but uh, I didn't no. Think about Frasier. Yeah. In 1994, the... about, 1995. How about Victoria's Closet when uh, Oh, what's her face did her little Christy Alley? He Christy probably Alley. showed up. He once. appeared as he appeared as Nick Vanover in one episode of Veronica's Closet. Okay. Yeah, he did that. He would go to these spinoff shows, and in the case of yeah. Frasier, he played Sam, but he only did it the one time. Same with Woody. Came on once. All those, all those. Uh, Cheers people got at least one show up over there yeah. with the exception yeah. of uh of what's you owe name? us you owe us ted yeah. come on my show ted yeah with the exception right, of uh what's her name his ex-wife can't think of her uh, name right uh, uh diane uh, diane chambers no, shelly long no she only did once it's the other one who's the lady oh the, i thought you meant she, appearing on one of her shows no 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 uh, you mean Frazier's on wife? Frazier. Oh, about? oh, yeah. oh, uh, Mary Steen. Oh, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. No, Fra- oh, that's hilarious. No, on Frazier. On, hold on, back up. Everybody back up. Everybody back up. Back that what truck up. What movie was it they did? We're this, saying, Fra- hold on, Frazier on Frazier. Oh, 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 you're not talking about Ted Danson no. appearing on these other shows. You're talking about Baby Frazier's wife. Yes, Lilith. Lilith, that's the name. Oh gotcha. my good lord on high! Didn't know what you were. Didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> good though. lord on a cracker toast. Uh, so <laughs> there. So so that means I win. I won that. Is what happened. You did win that. Yes. Oh, Do you have fantastic. a ball spike? Uh, not, just, that, not that you need one. Uh, actually, I may have been out. Uh, oh no no! I was going to no, say uh, the on. other the other CSI show he had crossover on. I couldn't think of which one though. That's the problem. I don't remember the one. It's probably that cybery one. Uh, the cyber town. What's it called? Uh, uh, Internet cyber. cyber I didn't watch uh, that trash. I was immediately turned off. I was like, nah, yeah. CSI Cyber. Yeah, he actually he, he um, ran that series with, um, was it? Uh, uh, I don't know who Oh, God, what was her name? From Medium. Um, oh. oh, Patricia oh, yeah, Arquette. She, uh, Patricia yeah. Arquette. Was she the lead in that or was it? She was. Else yeah, it was her that had James Vanderbeek in it. It had. Right. Peter McNichol, I think, was on there. The guy with the whistly nose on. Uh... Wow, you you clearly saw more episodes of CSI <laughs> yeah. Cyber than I ever saw. Right. I remember being excited because I saw Thank this you. cast and went, "Oh, this could be interesting." And then I saw an episode and went, "This is just shit." I yeah. I mean, I saw the cast and thought, "This is not going to be good." It's not good not for Cyber. No, yeah. it's not good. Well, it wasn't good because the Cyber part was all wrong. They just they right. none of the tech was right. It was all fake. It sucked. It was what's, bad. And what's funny, Scott, is you brought up a series when you're asking for clarification about a an unscripted, uh, a scripted, unscripted oh! series. Right. <laughs> I forgot about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Gosh, dang it. That's right. Oh, yes, exactly. I still haven't seen it. Um, so the other ones up. you didn't mention, like you said, Curb Your Enthusiasm, CSI Cyber. He was also on a great HBO show called Bored to Death. If you have not seen Bored oh. to Death, it is fantastic and hilarious. And it's got I Jason Schwartzman, um, Jonathan Hodgman, um to remember let me see if i can pull it up here who else is in that if uh, it, it's probably now on um hbo max uh, hbo max so it's worth checking out mm. uh zach galifianakis galifianakis um really really good show nice go, go check I never that out s- <clears throat> never saw that. all right he was in something on oh, bebby newworth was on that too 
Um, he was also in something called Help Me Help You for um, quite a while, uh, 2006 to 2007, 14 episodes as Dr. Bill Hoffman. Okay. He plays a doctor quite often. Never heard of that. Um, looks like he's a therapist. Was he ever in a soap a opera? Of... For some he reason, was, I kept thinking he was in a soap from opera. From 1975 back... to 1977, he was in a show called The Doctors. Wow. Really? So he's yes. always been a doctor then. Interesting. <laughs> he's always been a, a real doctor. He's got the real. Yeah. He's, uh... Except when he had the, when he had the <laughs> alcohol problem. Oh, took up sports. Well, that that was his character in Cheers, though. See, just oh, right. yeah, just for clarification. I mean, that's not as real. No, not as real. I don't think so. Present? I could be wrong, oh, but really I drunk? really don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he was that alcoholic of a. One other show called Ink that he was on, and uh, I don't know anything about that one, but he was on that for a while too. Ink, is it a tag? Ink as a regular. Mike Logan. It was a 1996 to 1997. Uh, with his wife, Mary Steenburgen, Bergen, Ber- yeah, Christine whatever. Ebersole, from, uh, who we all know from that great, horrible uh, season uh, or two from Saturday Night Live when <laughs> I don't when remember. they changed all of the uh, the, the, series, the show running. Wait, is she related? She's not related to the Ebersole. She's Dick Ebersole's daughter, really? I think. I didn't know that. Daughter. Yeah. Okay. Daughter? Let me take a look here. Christine Ebersole... Um, uh, maybe they're no, they're not married. Hold on, I'm trying to find it too. Marriage, marriage. Am I thinking? Maybe I'm thinking of someone else that was from Saturday Night Live because I'm not seeing her on Saturday Night Live. So I'm th- I am thinking of someone else. Mm. Oh yeah, this lady's older. Yeah. I mean, not, nothing wrong with that, but I don't think she's. The, I don't <laughs> think she's ever Saul's daughter. Anyway, that's interesting. No. Uh, so. So, uh, what was I going to say about that? Congratulations. Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, now. that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, the winner. Yeah, say that. In fact, this. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You did it. Uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, do you feel good about your choices? I think you should feel good in this, Marie. What do I you think? I think you did good. Oh, I absolutely do. All right, awesome. Yeah, and these are great uh, great prizes today. I think I'm uh, slightly I gotta say, for sure. I say going, uh, having me go first and picking Scott as the winner was the right choice. It was pretty close. I mean, yeah, I was almost out. I think I was more. out. So had uh, had you picked yeah. the other way, I think this, the things would have gone weird today. By the uh, way, yeah. uh, she was on Saturday Night Live. She was uh, uh, 1981, 1982. Again, those kind of bad years. Not related to Dick Ebersol. Ah, uh, Saul, not Soul. Ebersol, Ebersol. Ah, but was still part of the crappy, that those, that, the crappy time. Goofy name. Yeah. <laughs> so the crappy time had the crappy name, but they were right. not related. Got it. Unrelated. Uh, well, well done, uh, Nismaru. We hope that you enjoy these. All you got to do is send Brian an email, coverville at gmail.com. He'll transfer these prize codes to you, and you, sir, are the winner. Well done. Yeah. Brian Dunaway. Uh, how the heck are Scott you? Scott Johnson. What, uh, you looking forward to, uh, what are we doing this weekend? We're doing Phantasm, one of my favorite oh, right. uh, oh, yeah. horror films. And, and check uh, check Discord, Scott, because I have a scheduling issue with Saturday morning for uh, oh, Sacks. So. Oh, I did not no, know the Smurfs that. are on. What? What? Smurfs, Smurfs, and Plastic Man back to back. And I don't, oh. I don't want to set the DVR. I want to watch it live. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I see it now. Why didn't this? This never showed as like a new message for me. That's weird. All right, I'll read anyway. it. Uh, I'll check it later, and we'll figure it out. But yes, the plan is. Spot. The plan is somehow, some way, if possible, we are going to do fa- the fan. Is it the phantasm? Just phantasm. Just, there's no the. Phantasm Quit putting a the where there's no the. It feels like there should be one. There should be a the no. in there. No, 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 no. Because there's it's like more than one. Yeah, but why? But, but are they called just the phantasm two or phantasm two? 
Which is Phantasm Four. Signal V in any of those. All right. Well, I'm excited because I've never seen a Phantasm movie. They were always looming at me when I would go to a video store, and now I'll get the chance. So I'm excited. That's filmsack.com if you want to get all subbed up and ready. If you aren't already get ready for your own silver knife ball, damn straight. Brian Dunaway. I think that's part two, right? I don't think that happens in part one. I don't. What? See, I don't know. No, there's got to be a, a silver knife ball in. I don't, I don't in... think there's a silver knife ball in one. I can't. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but it seems like that was part two. I'm out. Happened, so I'm not watching look, it then. I'm, 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 you guys record, and I'm just out. Right. Out. It's kind of like when you watch the first Friday the 13th movie, and you go, "Where's Jason's <laughs> mask at? Where's Jason even at? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. He's not. Yeah. In he's that. not even in the first one, except for the very end. And then in part two, he wears a potato sack on his head. And it wasn't until three till you really oh. see. The yeah, and in the first one, well, you don't you see him at the end, but he's not even wearing anything. He's just in the river. Yeah. He's just in the the water pulling the he boat. He's in the down. lake. Yeah, yeah. It's that is a All disappointing right. thing in retrospect, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the time it was. Yeah, fun. when anybody asks me, I always say, "Oh, start with three. Yeah. Right. Well, I think the, the chat room begs to differ. I think they're saying that there is a silver knife ball in. There in may be, there may so, be, but I don't, so. I don't remember it being a very big deal in the first. We're about to find out. We're about to find out. We're going to find out this weekend. So tune in and find out if there's a if there's a knife ball or not. Uh, Brian Dunaway, everybody. He is the Look Brian Dunaway on Twitter. Bye. Goodbye. What did he Bye. say? What did he say at the end there? What was that? Did you I hear it? Catch it. it so yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's all I heard too. Okay. Well, uh, that's all well and good. Let's uh, dive into a little bit of news this morning. I don't watch the news. All right. Time for the news. Brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville. Three birthdays, excuse me, that we're going to be celebrating on this episode of Coverville as soon as I belch out some coffee. Mm. Uh, three people turning 45, as a matter of fact, right? So um, apparently 1975 was a good year to be born this week from uh, the 18th to the 27th. I guess that's 11 days. Uh, no, nine days. Nine mm-hmm. days. Yep. Um, Jack Johnson, Lauren Hill, and Andre 3000 from Outcast, all born within uh, about eight days of each other, nine days of each other. And uh, so we're going to be listening to Outcast, Fuji's, and Jack Johnson today on covers of and by each of those artists. Is that Mr. 3000's real last name? Um, it is not. Yeah. His real last name is um, Gerbitz. Gerb- Andre Gerbitz. Gerbitz? <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's a fine name. It's fine. <laughs> but it's funny. It's a funny name. I would change mine uh, to 3,000 as well, I think. No, his real last name is, um, I'm pulling it up here because uh, Andre Benjamin, because I might be talking ah. about him in a little bit as well. Okay. All right. Andre Let's... Benjamin. Andre Keep... the Benjamin. Keeping it real. All right. <laughs> uh, let's start with a story here about um, Elvis Presley. Since we're talking about music, we may as well stay with music for a minute. Oh. That's what that's right. You do a good Elvis. I've heard you do it before. Yeah. Give me a one night with you <laughs> is all I'm asking for. Are you moving your hips as you do this, or is it just? Are uh... you lonesome tonight? <laughs> did I ever, did I ever uh, send you that? Um, there's a recording of Elvis singing "Are You Lonesome Tonight." I think it's in his later years where he can't stop laughing. No, like he can't even get through a single, um, <laughs> a single verse of the song. Here, I'm going to find it. You can play like a little tiny bit of it. I would love to hear this. I've never heard of this. This sounds amazing. It is, uh, it is so good. Um, uh, is... we, let, let's talk about this story and then... Okay, you, um, dry, you find that thing. Yeah, yeah. 
A rhinestone jockstrap belonging to Elvis Presley is on sale for almost 30,000 euros. Why am I singing Are You Lonesome Night when I should be singing like a rhinestone jockstrap? Here, here. A jockstrap that belonged to Elvis Presley is up for sale for almost that amount of money. The rhinestone studded posing pouch bearing the king's initials was custom made by one of Elvis's fans, and the star wore it until his death in 1977. Woo, dry clean that thing. Sounds nasty. Part of the Elvis Museum collection, it is priced at $29,950 and is being sold by a celebrity mem- memorabilia expert, Paul Frazier, and his company, Paul Frazier Collectibles. The uh, jockstrap was acquired from singer Jimmy Velvet's collection. Who's Jimmy Velvet? Oh, Jimmy Velvet. Jeez, Who's that? I don't know who that is. That's I, no, I don't know. But just just the name Jimmy Velvet. Is, there's no. Is there great. any way that this guy's house isn't sticky? Oh yeah, I guarantee it. <laughs> Here he is. Tenet was born. Or let's see, his real name. What? Uh, Jimmy Velvet's not his real I, name. I know, shocking. His real name is Jimmy Tenant. He's born. Uh, is he's a rock, soft rock and rock and roll vocalist. <laughs> Should have changed his name to two or to Lou. Yeah. Do you know the songs It's Almost Tomorrow or We Belong Together from the 60s? Do you know those songs? Are those familiar no. to you? No. We Belong Together? No. He was uh, championed by Dick Clark, who had him on American Bandstand more than once, it says here. Oh. Um, he made a bunch of records, and they all sound like stuff no one remembers. Anyway, he had a giant Elvis collection. So okay. Apparently, that. including a, a rhinestone studded jockstrap. It's a rhinestone studded jockstrap. The uh, the the Elvis song, by the way, should be in your Dropbox now. The um, oh. the one we share oh. for today. Oh, okay. Hold on, then. Let's see if I got that right here. I do. Uh, for the Wednesday, here it is. All right. Let's see if we can hear this. Are jump. you lonesome tonight? Jump about, um, jump a minute or so in. Okay. He, Are, yeah. Let's see, about a minute. <laughs> Tell me, dear. Are you lonesome? <laughs> oh, Lord. So why, what was his problem? It, it, something was cracking him up, obviously, but what was it? I think it was the backing vocalist, because it's as soon as she starts singing, he starts laughing his head off. <laughs> Hold on, let me go back. I you and wish you had hair. <laughs> yeah, it's her going, oh! Yeah, exactly. That's pretty good. <laughs> Plus, he was on the drugs. He was on, he was the, on drugs. the drugs, and I think he screwed up one of the lines. Uh, do you do you look in the mirror and wish you had hair instead of do you look in the mirror and picture me there? So he kind of wow, that's <laughs> great. Changed his own lyrics there, whether it was intentional or not. But he he weirded himself. What was the year? Circa what? What was this? Like uh, oh, uh, that's a really good question. I don't know. Seventies maybe. Definitely seventies. Yeah, okay. it was definitely the later the later Elvis years. Yeah. Zoe actually found a video of it. So wow, there you go. <laughs> Well done, Zoe. All right. Uh, anyway, this jockstrap's going for a lot of money. If you want it, uh, then it's yours for a mere 30,000 euros, if you can afford it. There you go. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. Is there an ATM nearby? Yeah. <laughs> so run down there, get some cash. Queen Elizabeth II, the second. Is she the one in charge right now? That's her, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. She once hid in a bush to avoid talking to Buckingham Palace guests. <laughs> This would be me, dude. I'd be so right. sick of the limelight. I'd be the queen and hate it. <laughs> and I would like look for any excuse I could to hide from people. 
Um, who is who uh, here is not visualizing that meme of Homer Simpson slowly walking <laughs> backwards into a hedge? <laughs> it's just the queen into like a flower bud. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, we've all been in the situation where we wanted to duck down and avoid seeing someone. Well, it looks like that's something that also happens to Queen Elizabeth II in a new ITV documentary called "Our Queen Inside the Qu- the, Qu- the Crown the Crown Our Queen and the Crown Inside the Crown." Uh, the special uh, shows the royal hiding in a bush to dodge one of her guests at Buckingham Palace, and who was deemed too controversial for her to talk to. The moment took place in 1978 when the Romanian dictator Nicolae, some name, uh, made a visit. <laughs> made a visit. Ceausescu. Ceausescu. Is that how you say it? Ceausescu. Yeah. Oh, I've even heard the name. I didn't know that's how yeah. it's spelled. Of course, it's weird and hard to say. Uh, while many royal fans have pointed out that the Queen Elizabeth, that Queen Elizabeth had interacted with the unquestionable, sorry, with the questionable public figure such as Vladimir Putin, Putin <laughs> Syrian leader Bashir al-Assad, and Zimbabwe dictator Robert Mugabe, Mugabe, yeah, Mugabe, 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 no one left an impact quite like Nikolai. It says in the documentary, explains that the Romanian dictator had a four-day visit to London with his wife, Elena. Uh, like most guests of Buckingham Palace, it's customary to have a sit-down dinner with the Queen. However, apparently did not bode well with the public, uh, as she was general, wasn't generally, uh, what? As he wasn't generally liked by UK folks. Bada-bing, bada-boom, she hid in the bush. And that damn the, name. Yeah. It's impossible to pronounce. Something like that. It's funny when you do a search, by the way, for Ceausescu, and I think that's, I could be wrong in my pronunciation. So if I am, then I, I apologize. But um, when you Google him, the, the, the Google autofill gives you Ceausescu's final speech, Ceausescu's last speech, and then Ceausescu's um, facial expression, Ooh, why is that? which now I'm curious about. <laughs> What what is what is it about Ceausescu's facial expression? Yeah, no kidding. He was uh he was um let's see. He was assassinated by his some one of his own soldiers, it says. Here. Oh, was he really? Is that true? Hold on. Now I'm now I'm interested. Here we go. Uh death. Where's death? Okay, death. Here we go. Uh Ceausescu and his wife uh, fled the capital. Uh, They went via helicopter. They fled again to another residence. I'm trying to skip ahead here. On Christmas Day, 1989, the Ceausescu's were tried before a court and convened. Uh, Oh, okay. So it was a shoot. It was a, it was a, he was convicted and then executed by gunfire. That's what it was. And it just, there's a story about how the soldier who, who had the job of shooting him. I don't know if it was a squad or not. It doesn't say. But says he's still nervous to this day that someone's going to get revenge on him or something. Because wow. that's how it goes with powerful, horrible men. That shit follows you your whole life. You can't get away yeah, from no it. Yeah, kidding. Yeah, totally. Um, all right. Moving on. We're going to take wow. a break. When we come back, we're going to spend some time with uh, Tom Merritt um, and Nicole, I think. Yeah. I think Nicole's here. Did she reply? She is, she's here. She replied with a yep. Awesome. So that'll all happen right after this. Before this, though, we need to play music, and Brian has the goods. Yeah, some uh, some dramatic music coming up. A um, Chicago artist goes by the name Waltzer, W-A-L-T-Z-E-R. Um, she's actually going to be doing a uh, variety show webcast thing uh, from the hideout in Chicago this Thursday, 
at 8 p.m. Central Time, and she's going to debut one of her new songs on there. Not this one, though. We're, we're debuting this uh, right now. By the way, the video that she's going to be debuting was created by Wayne White, who did um, stuff for Pee-wee's Playhouse and Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, wow. So Cool. Um, she'll be joined by guest appearances. Uh, I'm sorry. She'll be joined by members of Thelma and Leslie's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pujol, the Serotones, and many more. So make sure you to check that out. This is from um, a single that she just released. Uh, it is the song Destroyer. Here is Waltzer. All right. Enjoy. We'll be right back.
Hey guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. It works wonders when the family gathers at Grandma's for one of those special Sunday dinners. And if you get a headache later on, that's when Bayer works wonders. Hey, kid! It's from Kaiser Forum! The Morning Stream. The Cavalry's here. All right, we're back. <clears throat> we're back, everybody. I have the worst headache today. It won't go away. Oh, no. I've had it all morning, and I thought, ah, no big deal. I'll just kind of just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this just is like through. killing me. Stupid thing. I don't like I can relate, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you had one on Saturday. What's the deal with I these headaches? Saturday. No more of these. Well, mine mine might have been um, hangover related. <gasps> yeah, That's right, because you guys did your socially distant uh, thing. Social distant happy hour thing. and mm. uh, Turned into more than an hour, yeah. didn't it? More hours than an it, hour. Mm. It did. It was a happy a happy evening, but um, mm. uh, it was fun. You know what? It was we got together socially distanced from the neighbors. We we all got in, got together in backyard back patio and we kind of sat spaced apart. Didn't share glasses or anything like that. Mm. And um uh the next day, uh my neighbor across the street gave birth to a baby girl. Oh my gosh. Unrelated to the the events of the happy hour by the way. It's not a Saturday night at Ibbett's house kind of situation. Gotcha. It was a Friday night at Ibbett's house. I get it. It's a Friday night at Ibbett's house. Yeah. <laughs> Produces very different results. She of, course, she, of course, did not enjoy the happy hour the way the rest of us enjoy the happy hour. No. But really, who could? Who could? Uh, well, that's great. Congratulations to her. That sounds awesome. Let's do yeah. this now. With the computer, as with any tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. That man is Tom Merritt. He's here with us today as he is every Wednesday to talk about the latest tech headlines of the day. Tom, how are you doing? Well, I'm a little behind this morning ah. uh, because I'm digging in on Twitter's history of policy. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Gosh, I can't imagine why. Yeah. Uh, no recent events have happened that caused us to <laughs> think of that. Yeah, this is a tricky one uh, for Daily Tech News Show because... Uh, what I want to do here, here's what I've I've written so far for today's show. Mm. Uh, yesterday, Twitter put a fact checking link on a post from the president. Mm-hmm. It's tempting to get into what the post said and whether it was true and what the fact checkers said and whether that was also true and who the fact checkers were. 
And there's a conversation about that that should be had. Mm-hmm. But DTNS is not going to be the place for that conversation. Our mission is to help each other understand technology. And my contention is that from the technology standpoint, it matters less what was said, but how the system works. Right. So that's what I'm digging into is what has Twitter's history of policy been? And then what did they do yesterday? And how did that fit? What was consistent with past policy? What was new? How was it applied, et cetera? Right. And it, it it's interesting because um, I've been thinking a lot about this. Like um, when I first heard that that they had put that, you know, put those tags on there. Um, immediately you had voices saying this isn't enough. It even looks like it's promoting what was said. If you don't click it, like you wouldn't know. It looks mm-hmm. like a little thing mm-hmm. that says, hey, learn more about whatever the, the issue was. Ba- mail-in ballots, yeah. Yeah. And then others have said, no, this is great. It's nice to see them finally doing this. It needs to be checked and blah, blah, blah. And then others have said, well, it's a unique case because of who he is. And that that mm-hmm. that changes the conversation. It isn't like somebody up the road said, hey, I heard if you drink gasoline, you'll live 50 years longer. You can, you know, that's that's a pretty easy one to 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 put a warning tag on or a misinformation tag yeah, on. Don't drink gasoline. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it's an easy one, right? But well, and 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 honestly, you know, where where this is uh, is uh, Twitter has been much more hands off on this sort of thing. You know, Facebook has gone to the the you you might say over engineered, you might say not of creating an independent court uh, separate from itself. Uh, to 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 adjudicate this sort of stuff, uh, Twitter has pretty much said like we're going to leave things up, with a few exceptions, and those few exceptions have been harm, you know, advocating harm. Uh, there, they have also been uh, synthetic or manipulated media, uh, and most recently, COVID nineteen. Yeah, and right. so what 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 I'm finding, and and I'm I'm still wrapping my head around this is this seems to be a new step out of the COVID-19 policy they announced May 11th mm-hmm. to say, we're going to we're gonna take that system that we, we created and said we're going to apply this to COVID-19, and now f- this is our first case of applying it outside of that. Right. Uh, and and the, the key to that is, is the COVID-19 thing they announced May 11th had a, had a sort of Venn diagram that said, okay, if the claim is unverified, then no, we won't take any action. Even yeah. if you think it's wrong, we, we can't find anything about it, which makes sense. If it's a disputed claim, in other words, some people are saying, some credible people are saying this is wrong, but it's, you know, it's not universal, mm-hmm. then we'll put a label on it, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's got a propensity for harm, and then we'll put the warning thing that blocks you from seeing it, unless you click through right if it's misleading in other words this is definitely saying something that most people think is is not right then they'll label it uh unless it has the propensity for severe harm then they'd remove it altogether right and so is that i mean is there well i guess that's what you're digging digging into now and that was about COVID 19 stuff so it's easier to wrap my head around that to say like oh okay uh if somebody says uh uh chloroquine wow that that could be interesting well Unverified, They're like, oh, who knows? That that wouldn't right. take action. If it was like, hey, chloroquine's gonna gonna solve this. Well, that's disputed, mm-hmm. uh, especially now that the WHO has, has ended its test. So that could, could be a label uh, situation. If somebody said, uh, go buy all the chloroquine now and rub it all over your body and lay out in the sun and drink gasoline. Well, there you go. That's yeah. <clears throat> right. So there's are there's these levels. But here's here's the question. In all you're digging around, have you found that there has been even application of this new policy 
not new policy, that this particular application of this policy on the president's tweets, are there other examples of it? No. Yeah. That's the thing. They For for synthetic or manipulated media, yes. For COVID-19, right. yes. This right. is the first step outside of those realms, as far as I can tell. And see, and that's, and that's where it gets real tricky for me. Mm-hmm. Because I... You know, my personal if they opinion. They had precedence. Yeah, then... yeah. My my personal opinion aside, because I do think those tweets are dangerous. But that all us push that way over here. It would be nice if Twitter didn't use their launch of the new tag to do his. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, there's plenty exactly. of them out then there. It looks like it's specifically. Yeah, because, because it, it, whether yeah, yeah it, and that, it's that's the that, part that's going to get them where in it trouble. Starts to lead off into the political waters, right? right? Like, okay, what was their motivation in doing this? Were they there's the whole Joe Scarborough thing? Were they trying to deflect attention from that? In the course of just looking at that claim, did they say, well, that one doesn't fit, but maybe this one does? Yeah. You know, uh, and and the the two conclusions that I that I want to talk about on the show later today are uh, that. We don't have a very good uh, idea of who the fact checkers are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook is very clear. Like, these are our fact checkers. We've tried to balance it out. Uh, whereas Twitter, I, I can't find any listing of who they are. I know they mentioned Washington Post and CNN on the curated page for the president's tweets. Yeah. But they said, and others. Yeah. Uh, and there's no, and I, I I may find it by showtime later today, but I, I have not found a listing of like, these are the folks in our fact checking service. Yeah. I mean, that's. And so th- hmm. those those are the weaknesses in the system being applied now, which is it's a new application without any previous uh, announcement of policy. And it is using fact checkers, which when you're talking about fact checkers, you know, hashtag portal to hell, hashtag hell portal, uh, as Justin Robert Young says, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have all kinds of people saying, well, these are the only fact checkers worth trusting and you're not using them. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a tricky situation. All of it is like, I don't know how this gets. I don't. This is like one of the great conundrums of our modern day. How do you how do you do this? How do you self-regulate it? And right, and right. how do you make it so you can apply the most like it's 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 literally impossible. You could tell me this was fact checked by the foremost experts in the area ever on the planet. And there are still going to be a swath of people with good faith or not, who say that that's a terrible choice for your source and that you should be using these sources. Like there's no, there's no winning that. Yeah. There's, there's very few situations where you can say like, Oh, okay. We got, uh, the, uh, the daily caller and the nation agree that this is, uh, not correct. And therefore, you know, everybody's on the, on the same side. I mean, can happen. Certainly, but uh, you're going to have so few situations where that's true that that might not be terribly useful if that's how you designed your system. So you have to go with the majority and then it becomes a question of, well, I'm not interested in coming to an agreement. I'm not interested in learning. I'm interested in chalking up a W for my side. So what can I do to cast doubt on the decision? And that that applies to many, many uh, sides here, not not just one or two. If I were them, this, this is just me. If I were Twitter, the way I would have done this, because it still would have been a good faith effort, is I would have had this thing ready to launch with six or so prominent voices who have miss who have tweets that fit into this category because they exist, and you can find them on all spectrums of the of the political spectrum, uh, and and have that ready to apply. So if there was a big fat lie that was not good that was told by I don't know Bernie Sanders or somebody else, get his ready, pop it on his tweet, 
put the presidents on there, pop it on the tweet. Just have it ready to be spread far and wide in a in a big swath of idealism so that you kind of can say and 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 say with you know with with honesty, hey, we applied it to a bunch of tweets today and they were all wrong in these ways or they were all questionable in these ways, which made it so we had to put these links on there to get fact checking information. So that they don't look like they're just doing the one. Because that is, it's just not going to, well, hell portal, portal to hell, right? Like, it's just going to cause consternation for the next forever. We're yeah. Gonna- uh, uh, I would go farther. I would say what you need to do is what they did with the COVID-19 thing on May 11th. You delineate the procedure ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You be as transparent as possible about what you're about to do. Yeah. And then you start doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been the and way then, to do it. And then that way, you, it's not like, oh, see, we we picked six people from all walks of life to label because that you could accuse people of faking that too. Like, well, you just picked them because they're from all walks of life. Maybe they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you picked my guy for a, a label just to to balance it out, and and my person doesn't have uh, a problem in this. So you you've got to you if you're going to try to play this fool's errand, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you got to lay it out really clearly. Like, okay, here are our rules, and we're going to follow. Them. Yeah. You always say this is hard at scale, and you're so right. Like, yeah. This is just so hard at scale. The bigger this gets, the harder it gets. It's also like what are, what other uh, sort of societal example of this do we even have in history? I'm sure there's something somebody could point to. Law but, yeah, is I the get, best one I could think I of. Guess so you know, like Making libel sure the law isn't created just for the one person you don't like. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so. but this you, much you create laws that say like, okay, you know, I mean, we we have slander and libel laws in the United States anyway that that have been created over hundreds of years. Uh, that say, okay, well, if there was actual malice and this is a public figure and we've got, you know, like that's that's the closest precedence to this. Yeah. Uh, what's happening is, and I think maybe this is where the conversation should go later today on DTNS, is this, from the law standpoint, Twitter can do whatever they want. There's no free speech issue here. Uh, this, uh, certainly no First Amendment issue anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it this way, Twitter can decide not to allow free speech on its platform. It's their platform, right? So right. there's no legal situation. It's, But it's become so important that people are treating it like a public square, which then makes it feel like it needs laws. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know what I want out of it in the end. I think it's just... You you're screwed if you do and screwed if you don't. If they do what they're doing now, they're kind of screwed. If they do, yep. If they don't do anything, they're just as screwed because then they're then they're a platform that allows horrible things to happen. What they need to do is just really quickly find a couple of uh, people who misspoke or had a typo in their tweets today and just say, no, no, that's uh, that's infactual. See, we got somebody else. We did it to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do that. See if that I fixes mean, it. Yes and no, right? Like uh, on the one hand, sure, yeah. That then you could point to that, but. Honestly, that just causes more problems because does, yeah. the people are like, well, yeah, that's you can't even joke about it, right? Like that's the thing is because people are like, oh, you you picked on my person for a typo. Uh, mm-hmm. You obviously mm-hmm. hate it. You didn't pick on that person for that typo over there. Right. Oh read. God. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So you're just I don't know. <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. Scale is hard. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that and all the other issues around this, plus other cool tech news. Later today on the Daily Tech News Show at 2.30 Mountain Time. I'll be there because it's Wednesday, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Tom Merritt, before we go, is there anything rad you're up to right now that we can tell the fine folks at home about? Yes, indeed. Uh, Work Insanity is a brand new podcast from myself and Patrick Beja about working from home. Uh, so, so Patrick and I have been sort of refining the pitch over the past few days since we launched it. 
And, and the idea is taking a well-deserved break is important. That's one of the things we talk about on the podcast. Uh, and so we created a show that's about 15 minutes long, a good break time so that you can sit and listen to folks talking about their experiences working from home. We both have 10 years or more of experience working from home to help you get some ideas on how to improve your work from home experience. Uh, and we know more and more people are, are in, in that situation these days. So uh, please uh, go take a listen. Workinsanity.net. Yeah, go check it out. It's great. Uh, and it's got I a think... great logo, too. That oh, yeah. Logo's... I heard that album art's pretty good. I, haven't, I have no Amazing. idea. That I have to go check it out. Scott did the album art. Yeah. And he did a great job. Uh, yeah. It was really good. Thank you very much. Your wife works at uh, the Fandango. I don't know why. But it sounded like, <laughs> sounded like one of those. All right. Tom Merritt, everybody. Ace Detect on Twitter. We'll see you this afternoon. Bye. Bye now. See you, Tom. All right. Man, that Twitter stuff's a mess. Mm-hmm. I like Twitter for what it gives me, which is lets me com- communicate with my my community. That's it. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My I people. Wanna, uh, they want the people. I want to be able to talk to my people. To the people. I want to talk to my people in China. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I don't. You probably don't been, care to do I've this. I've been taking but... Flintstones chewable vitamins now for two weeks. I'm fine. I feel like Barney Rubble. <laughs> He said yesterday he wondered if he should start messing around with insulin. I don't take it now. Should I take some? <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. That was a weird thing to say. I don't think he knows what it does. He must not know what it does. Or else why would you say that? But I was trying to figure it out. It was really hard for me to figure out what the hell he was talking about. I'm taking Viagra. I don't have the problem, but I'm just taking it. <laughs> Give me a handful of pills. They actually they wrap them in peanut butter. and <laughs> Deep fry them. I take them. I don't know what I'm taking yeah, now send us emails that were too political. I'm sure that'll, that'll happen. <laughs> Look, you got to make fun of your leaders. You got to punch up. That's what we do. All right, let's uh, let's pull Nicole into this call here that we're having. Okay. And um, ugh, it's like my screen's too bright or something. Just, this is a headache. Yeah, just a headachey headache. Aww. All right. Hey guys, know this song? I do. Where is it? Here you go. Nicole Spagnolo, all the way from somewhere in Colorado. I'm not going to be too specific. I'm not going to give her her address. That'd be weird. I'm not going to dox hey, her right here. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, can we can totally hear yeah, you. Yeah, we can hear you. We can see you. We can oh, we can everything you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you doing all right? How you doing? You would think. After how many years that you know, whatever. Yeah. Did it did Legacy you have podcaster. did you have problems? <laughs> did you have problems well, setting up or something today? No, 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 no. I just have to remember to unplug and plug it back in before I go on. The call. Oh, gotcha. Well, hey, welcome to the world of throwing it together. I'm here though. Yay. Here. You're here. We're doing recommendals. Yeah, that's right, people. You heard me. Recommendals is where we talk about stuff we saw on streaming services during the week. And that we enjoyed, and we think that you might as well. Uh, we always start with Brian. Yeah. Brian, let's start with you. So I'm trying to remember what order. I think uh, the first one, okay, these are both series that Tim and I just finished binging because Ooh. we have so much time to finish to oh. binge series. Mm-hmm. Dude, can I just say thank you for recommending Upload? It got me Oh, off. is that fun? Yeah. Oh, it was so good. 
It was so oh, good. that's the one I meant totally to check fun. this week. I couldn't remember the name of it. That's the Amazon so Prime deal, or do I have that wrong? It, uh, Amazon Prime, yes. Okay. You just need to go into your Fire Stick, and it'll they'll just push it to you. It yeah. will be one of the first things it recommends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's good. So I'm glad good. you enjoyed it. Oh, I awesome. loved it. Loved it. Cool. So, anyway, cool. sorry, I didn't all mean right. to sidetrack. I just no, wanted no, to that's say all thank right. you. Uh, all right. So let's, uh, I guess, uh, clip number one. They're both series. They both feature that the reason I want to do both of these together is because they both straddle that line between comedy and drama, and they both have characters, the most compelling characters that drive the series. Okay. And, um, and so these are kind of related in that way. Would you call them dramedies? I would call them dramedies. You Maybe would. more commas. I think they're more commas. All right, more commas. All right. Yeah. Check it out. Here's the first one. Do you know what, Jackie? You're right. Who am I to be preaching at you like this? I'm a 37-year-old man without a life or a girlfriend or even a proper home. I'm a fucking fraud. And I am as guilty of your husband's death as if I had killed him myself. And then I told them all to go home. And this was 10 minutes into a three-day event, by the way. So that went down well. And now there are memes of me, and I think I'm just becoming like a bit of a... a laughing stock. ...scapegoat. Um, huh? Yeah. No, I guess laughing stock's about right. If you want to go home, I'll understand. But I'll tell you one thing, absolutely honestly. I really don't want you to. This guy's voice sounds really familiar to me. It should. He's uh he's been in Star Wars, he's been in uh, uh Ex Machina. Ow! It's freaking <laughs> uh, uh the what's his name son? Uh, uh you got a crazy name. Paul Gleason's son. Yeah. Yeah, Dom, 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 Dom Gleason. Gleason. There it is. Got um it. the other voice in there that you barely hear is Merritt Weaver. And mm-hmm. so two like huge uh talents coming together for this hbo series called run um it's a seven episode series on hbo and you've probably been seeing it uh at the beginning of every other hbo thing you've been watching because they've been promoting it before westworld and probably before uh, i know this much is true and stuff like that um it's a really really good uh really good series the last episode aired sunday and so we kind of started our binge on Friday so that we'd we'd be able to just jump right into the final episode and watch it all in one sitting or, or a couple sittings. Looks, so the, the looks... previews are very confusing to me. It makes yes. me feel like this is like salt, that movie salt, where they're uh, like, oh, an... she's running. <laughs> like I feel right. like they're running from the law or Yeah, it's interesting. In salt, they're running. In run, they're actually salting everything. They're going to restaurants <laughs> and they're putting too much salt on their food and <laughs> keeping the roads like... clear of snow, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. That's right, exactly. Yeah. No, um basically the the premise is that uh this couple, uh Ruby and Billy, have this agreement from when they were younger and they were dating, saying that if at any time one of them texts the other with just the word run and the other one replies back. They're going to do what they can to get to union station in New York city and get on uh, the first train after 5 PM going to Los Angeles. They'll spend the entire week together and decide at the end of that week, if they're going to stay together or break up. And um, the, the, the show starts with Billy texting Ruby, the word run and what happens uh, from that? It is um, again. It's a good story. It's it's a it's a, a very compelling story. But what makes it good is 
Merritt Weaver and Domhnall Gleeson's acting and their characters that they create, which are flawed and lovable, but in at times hateable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really good. Uh, but they're not Cinem- running from anything. It's they're not, not like running from t- anything. They're running. Oh. Uh, well, from yeah. Their- I mean, life. <laughs> Every, everybody yeah, runs from life. from life. Sure. Yeah, let's yeah. say let's say running from life. Yeah. So yeah, when you fire up, I don't want to say much more than that because there's twists and turns and things. Yeah. Um, uh, this is also co or let's see, produced I think by Phoebe Waller Bridge. Who did oh, I thought it was written. Course- not written by. I thought it was written by her. Maybe it's written by her. Let me see. Is it written by her? I can't remember now. Uh, Vicky Jones is the creator. She also stars in it. And I think it's the first time I've ever heard her as a, uh, with an American accent. So let's see, directed by Kate Dennis, Natalie Braley, Kevin Bray. Series writing credits now, Phoebe Waller-Bridge not listed as a Oh, weird. As a but she's involved yeah. somehow, right? Her name's She's involved somehow. I think I think produced or something. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, anyway, yeah, there we go. Executive producer. Oh, so, right. yeah, she's cool. an executive producer on this. Um, anyway, it's um uh it's it's really good and uh it's worth checking out. And, all right. And I'll I'll jump over to the next one so that we've got time, you know, so I'm not taking up all of our time. All right, here's the next one. Here you go. <laughs> all right. And now that I have your attention, I'll begin. Welcome. As you know, this entertainment is called Dispatches from Elsewhere a title that I assure you will have more relevance as the story progresses. Unless this is your first experience with a limited-run episodic, which our records indicate it is not, then you're aware of the storytelling convention, which dictates that the filmmakers spend an unnecessary amount of time to introduce you to your protagonist, his occupation, the particularities of his life, and most importantly, the obstacles which stand in the way of his happiness. As the first of my many gifts to you, my friends, I propose we skip this convention get on with what you came here for, the story. I propose I return to you 20 minutes of your life by reducing this standard introduction to a mere two minutes. Wow. I don't... Did he say the title in is the this, beginning and I missed it? Did say, he did say the title right at the very beginning. Is it the, the, the loop one? No, 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 no. I'm watching that, though. The Tales from the Loop is oh, rad. Tales from the Loop. Yeah, we Tales talked about that uh, last week, didn't we? Uh, I don't think we recommended it. I may no, have, I may nobody's just, watched it yet. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm in the middle of it. I'll probably that'll be my thing next week. So don't do that um, one next week, you guys. All right, okay. 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 No, that is. It's called Dispatches from Elsewhere. That's Richard E. Grant uh, that you hear at the beginning there, and you know him from um, uh, the the Melissa McCarthy movie last year. Uh, How can you ever forgive me? Or or. I can't remember what it's called, but you know, when you see the guy's face, you're like, Oh yeah, I know Richard E. Grant. Mm. Um, he serves as your narrator, but also a character in the story. This is if David Lynch and Michael Gondry got together and created a sort of a feel good story, this would kind of be it. (laughs) Michael Gondry who did, um, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Uh, where's this uh, streaming? This is streaming on AMC. Oh, okay. So if you've got the AMC app. Oh, yeah, he's also in Star Wars as uh, uh, General Pride. Um, oh, yeah, 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 uh, from, one of, one of uh, from Rogue One. He's very good in that. Uh, no, uh, Episode Nine. Oh, the, I thought the, it was Rogue One. one. Mm-hmm. Who am I thinking no, of? Uh, who I don't the, know who you're thinking of. There's a guy in Rogue... There's a dude in Rogue One who plays the bad guy who's in a ton of stuff and he's rad. But it doesn't mm-hmm. matter for this conversation. I don't know who that guy is. It doesn't matter for this conversation. Anyway, um, so Richard E. Grant. It's also got Andre Benjamin, Andre 3000 from Outcast, um, as a very a very cool kind of uh, cheaty character, cheaty style character from The Good Place. 
Uh, Jason Siegel is kind of your main character that you follow. Um, he plays a guy named Peter. Uh, there's also a woman named Eve Lindley, a transgender woman named uh, Eve Lindley. Sally Field is mm. also in this um, as a main character. It's really, really good. It's um, It breaks the fourth wall in places I've never, ever seen a TV show break the fourth wall before. Oh. And, and that alone should compel you to watch it just based on that watch your back fifth wall the fourth, that's right fourth. yeah it, it breaks the wall fourth wall so much you got to start worrying about the fifth wall <laughs> wow <laughs> hey did you know sorry side little side note richard e grant did you know that he was in your favorite movie of all time brian hudson hawk hudson hawk yeah uh, not my favorite but yeah so he's uh he's the it's uh whatever the the dog owner with uh sandra bernhard the ball that, ball ball that's right darwin <laughs> the, mayflower the was his name yep that's May, the guy that's right yes anyway oh, yes believe me i'm full i'm fully aware of his, fully uh, aware <laughs> fully studied career who's also in, in the spice girls movie so oh no way the guy, it's almost like the guy is, is uh following my path of things i like that's really great he's on in a s- parallel path. he's in so many great things and then so many like kitschy things it's just like the perfect career this guy and he's got totally like Oscar is. nominations like him. What else? Yeah. And his voice is fantastic. And you hear his voice in a couple different styles in dispatches from elsewhere, dispatches from elsewhere. It's again, uh, 10 episodes, relatively quick watch also. Um, and, um, and also very much worth it. Very, again, it's, it's such a, uh, such a collection of amazing characters that that alone almost carries the the story without it, without it needing to be a good, compelling story to go with it. Nice. Man, he's busy. Look at all his credits. Yeah, he is. All right. Uh, all right. So there nice, you go. Nicely done. Two, two, a two for today. Here's mine. I'll see if you guys can figure it out. Probably can. Maybe not. I don't know. This is my first time seeing it because I missed it back <laughs> in 2011, and that's all I'll say about it. Here it is. That's out. Hey. Yeah, John Neal here. Yeah, it ended up being delayed. So, sorry, I was panicking. Well... If I don't get to see you again, I just wanted to say it was nice to see you again. Yeah, it was nice to see you too. Um, and listen, use that other email I gave you because that's the only secure one, okay? Okay. <coughs> you alright? Oh, yeah. Dear. I'm just, <laughs> just jet lagged. Well, you should go home and get some rest. I watched Contagion, you guys. Oh my gosh. She coughed. I was like, damn it. That's Gwen. She's coughing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't know she went out so fast in that story. My gosh. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I watched Contagion for the first time. I'd never seen it before. And I I know. Anxiety just swelled up in me right now. I know. I know this is the kind of thing that you're like, what now? Like during this, you're watching Contagion. Uh, like I said, when we had Wendy on the other day, there's something cathartic about these kinds of stories during a time like this. There's there is something about immersion therapy. Kind right? of. You're sort of experiencing right. it from different points of view, different sort of story points or whatever. Like for me, it it has it does not heighten the anxiety of the stuff we're in right now. It actually weirdly lessens it. So well, for you, not for no, me. I know it's not going to be. By the way, I should say I prescribe this to no one but myself. I don't know anyone else <laughs> uh, who or I know other people that are like this, but this yeah. is not a universal yeah. thing. Absolutely not. And we said that on Wendy's thing as well. But yeah, um, it it's Dude a good, law is so freaking weird. In he this. is very weird in it, and it's also yeah. if it, if there's any part of it that I actually don't like it is I don't think is great. It's actually his role. I love Jude Law, but I think this role, mm-hmm. 
was a very 2011 role. Um, it it's it still has in its head in 2011 that bloggers and the blogosphere and and all of that was like this huge, uh, you know, undercutting thing that was gonna you know it was like guerrilla journalism sort of mm-hmm. thing. And I guess I guess you could argue in some ways it was, but they just overdo that. It's it's yeah. just a little much. Um, the overall. Why, film, why did she need a secure email? Because uh, she was sleeping with that dude. She was cheating. Remember? Oh, did you ever see I this? I watch it. I've ne- no, oh, I've you've never, never seen it. it. Oh, okay. I, okay. I have no. I have no interest. Yeah, no. she <laughs> zero. She was cheating with she somebody. She needs a secure email for social distancing. Yes, for social <laughs> distancing. Is this like getting a gun for the virus? She, <laughs> she was like, she wasn't quite patient one, uh, but she was close to it, and she ended up, you know, they, they had to figure out what was what gotcha. this thing was after her death, but. Anyway, spoiler, she dies in it. Um, it's a very I- intense look at, at, at this sort of thing. Um, there's some some pretty freaky parallels to some of the stuff that's going on now. My big takeaway, though, is that it turns out Soderbergh makes really well-crafted movies, and the actors in this are all very good. <laughs> like, it's a good, mo- it's a good mm-hmm. movie, whether or not you're, you care to focus on the content that it, that it represents right now. Um, it's a very well-made film. And I always like Soderbergh movies. I like the way that they, I like the way people talk. I like the dialogue. I like the interaction. There's yeah. something about his, his stuff that always has that. And and Matt Damon's great. And um, forget what's her name. Uh, forgot her name. Uh, Titanic. Rene, oh no, I'm thinking of Outbreak. Was Renee Russo? Who's uh, who's Titanic lady? Um, Kathy Bates. No. Uh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Winslet. That's who I meant. She's great. Uh, like I said, Jude Law is really good. Everybody's There's like a good. whole scene with her wiping down her hotel room. Who's been in my room? Who's been in my room? Well, it's because she right. catches it. So, uh, and she's not sure how she caught it, but she's also, you know, someone who travels around and goes to the centers of outbreaks and tries to figure out what's going on. And anyway, yeah. it was pretty gnarly, uh, but uh, I thought it was just really well made. Oh, um, uh, Morpheus is in it. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anyone's Lawrence names. Fishburne? Lawrence Fishburne was in it. And I do want to wait and give Nicole the chance to uh, get some of these names. Yeah, we got to let her try the Lawrence. Hey, Nicole, how would you say Lawrence Fishburne? Give it a shot. How would you say Lawrence? It? Lawrence Fishburne. See, you got yeah. it. You know how to burn a fish. Everything's fine. Um, anyway, he's great in it. Everybody's great. And so it's a good movie. It's called Contagion. It's on HBO. It's just one of their movie selections right now. Uh, so it's on the new app. The new uh, HBO Max app has it still as of last night, I guess. And uh, it's good. So again, not going to be for everybody, but if you find catharsis and seeing stuff that sort of reminds you of what's happening right now, then this is for you. If not, eh, maybe skip it because the theme is obviously, you know, huge viral outbreak that kills a lot of people. I would say too soon. Too current. Too current. Too current. Yeah, <laughs> too current. People. Too current for some people, for sure. <laughs> too real. <laughs> Have you seen what they're doing in some of the hotels? Mm-mm. What are Speaking they doing? of wiping down hotels. Like uh, Hilton was saying that they're wiping everything down. They're doing keyless, like your key card's going to be on your phone now versus mm. giving handing you a key card. Mm-hmm. And then they're like putting this little sealed, like, <laughs> what is it? Um, you know, you have like the safety container. Yeah. It's they're putting a sealer on the door so they that you know that nobody's gone in after kind of like almost it. like a police tape kind of thing oh. like the uh, yes, yeah, 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 the yeah. tape you have to yeah. break to get into a crime scene. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Nice. That's they cool. just do yeah. like what they do what they used to do with the toilet seat where it had that plastic yes um 
Yeah. Yes, or pa- the paper wrap around the, uh, yep. I totally yep. Some hotels that. already do that thing on their phone. This will be an easy transition for them, hopefully. Like I think Marriott, mm-hmm. oh, someone in the chat said it too. Is it Marriott? Yeah, Marriott does uh, phone card stuff already. Mm-hmm. So for them, yeah. it's probably an easy transition. I don't know if a Babylon. lot of uh, Vegas, I think a couple of Vegas hotels are in it. Not a lot, but a couple of Vegas hotels doing that too. Does Paris, who's who's going to rub down Paris Hilton? When's that going to happen? Is going to do that? No? Okay. Pass. Hey, I will pass. It will take a lot more than this, this conversation. Let's move on. Let's move on. Nicole, you got to a recommendal. My recommendal. What do you got? All right. All right. Putting it into your chat. Okay. I'll say that it's on Disney Plus. All right. Here we go. I'm hitting play. Can't see it. Don't know what it is. Hopefully we got some... Don't buy this tree, Foxy. You're borrowing at nine and a half with no fixed rate, plus moving into the most dangerous neighborhood in the country for someone of your type of species. You're exaggerating, Badger. (laughs) I'm sugarcoating it, man. This is Boggus, Bunce, and Bean, three of the meanest, nastiest, ugliest farmers in the history of this valley. Really? Tell me about them. All right. Walt Boggus is a chicken farmer, probably the most successful in the world. He weighs the same as a young rhinoceros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. Gosh dang it, I love that movie. I recognized Bill Murray immediately, but it didn't. It took me until the music to say, oh, Wes Anderson it has to be uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. It is Fantastic Mr. Yeah. Fox. It's streaming on Disney Plus right now. I've never seen this movie. <gasps> So I, I, I had, it was my first watch. I'm jealous of, of you. It. I'm so jealous of this fe- seeing it for the first time. I love that movie so much. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it, I mean, I, I guess people that love it really love it. I, yeah. I liked it. So um, I don't know if I would gl- glow about it. Yeah. But well, I am glowing about it. I love you that can movie. glow about it, yeah. but I, I still think it was fun. It's a little weird. It's a little off putting the animation style mm-hmm. for me though. Like it's like, there's moments where you get a close up of, of Fox and his teeth are like, and yeah. It's, Stop it's motion of, stuff with hair. Yeah, it's a little kind of weird to me. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know why it is, but <laughs> I think he, I think he, a knows that and B aimed for that. Like he was, he yeah. was, this is such a Wes Anderson production top to bottom. And if you haven't <laughs> seen, me. <laughs> if you haven't seen Isle of Dogs yet, you have to see that next because I that's, heard that's not as good. Oh my gosh. Whoever told you oh, that no. is smoking the crack three times a day. Everybody has a, an opinion. Most people like it more. Yeah. Like I was going to say, that mm-hmm. thing is oh, actually higher, more, oh. more highly thought of, uh, by <laughs> general fans. But anyway, you, cussing me <laughs> i love both these movies um yeah so much oh my gosh i love them and i'm glad you got to see so, it yeah well i think it just arrived at disney plus it was in like the little scroller bar yeah and uh i caught that and i also caught a new tv show well it's not a tv show whatever it's a series whatever um <laughs> like i mentioned show. it to you last night about critical thinking for kids oh where and- oh, on twitter was that what it was so when you think about fake news and how do you weed all that, I mean, Twitter's doing that. You were, you were talking earlier about, you know, saying mm-hmm. here's the facts, right? Right. So the big fib is a game show with um, the girl from community. She's right. the host. Um, yes. Nicole, Yvette yeah. uh, Nicole Brown. Yeah. Is that her? Yeah. And then also um, Reese. Guy from Fly of the Concords. 
Uh, oh, is Darby? Darby, yes. He's Darby. He's, Darby. He's in it too. Oh, so I love him. it's a game show with, and it has a kid, and they have two experts, and they're trying to. Is he determine... the He's not the voice of the robot DJ thing. He in there, is. is he? He's he is. The, oh, he's that... the voice of the robot. And I okay, think that makes me Clive. want to watch this more because I saw the still of this and I thought, yeah, yeah this doesn't Clive. look like it's for me. Clive. Okay. I mean, it's goofy, but it's meant for kids, and the whole mm-hmm. point is for kids to start thinking critically about the information that they are fed. So the first round is obviously it's silly. So they have somebody that's, you know, like the first one, she was a wig uh, stylist for bald eagles. And then they actually had an actual hairdresser who was a specialist in hair. And so the kids asking them questions and they're learning stuff as they go too. Um, And then the second round is a much harder round. So like the first episode, they had two jellyfish experts one was lying one was truly a jellyfish fish expert like to tell the truth for kids basically right kind of yeah i guess yeah so um and they have like fun little clips and we had a fun time watching it and huh. i thought i'd i'd throw a recommendation out there for it because it was i like that they're trying to have kids think crit- critically about information that's good so. it's a it's a um is, is a, it feels rare skill. today that people use that skill very often. I know that there are plenty who do, and you just don't hear them because nobody, you know, people like that aren't screaming on social media. But, but uh, yeah, anything, anything we can do to to help kids have better, better critical thinking skills. I well, and I watched good. it with Mateo, and I'm like, well, so why do you think? Because as we were watching, I'm like, why do you think she's lying? Why do you think she's not the jellyfish expert? So it's it's meant to be kind of an interactive thing that um, you ask them why they think something. So there you go. I like it. So uh, for someone just asked Bobby, uh, my recommendal was the Fantastic Mr. Fox and the Big Fib, both on Disney Plus. Yep. Disney Lots of adjectives Plus. in your recommendals. Yes. Today. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. And also um, uh, uh, Brian's was Brian had two. say those again. Brian. Run and uh, run and dispatches from elsewhere. Run nice. on HBO dispatches from elsewhere on AMC. And mine was the controversial choice of watching contagion. <laughs> Where is that? Is H- that HBO? HBO. Yeah. HBO. Yep. I was happy to find it there because it hasn't been streaming anywhere that I could find. All you can get is outbreak and that thing sucks. Outbreak's dumb. Oh, that's I, all I. That's all I think yeah, about, though. <laughs> I get those two <laughs> the confused. Monkey. They're the they're the deep impact Armageddon of uh, of the pandemic world. Yeah, but they're <laughs> like twenty the, years like apart. Which one is? They're like twenty years apart. They're like, like are they really that far apart? Oh wow. yeah. yeah, Outbreak is old. Like well, wasn't um oh can't buy me love, McDreamy McDreamy. He yeah. was in it, but his career had tanked, and he had come back as a small part in that movie. Mm. In contagion his or in... what's his name no in uh outbreak oh he, outbreak Not he the... was one that he stole the monkey yeah, i know who you're talking about uh morgan Before freeman he was on gray's anatomy kuba uh... kuba gooding jr donald sutherland no. patrick dempsey oh uh what susan lee Hoffman. dempsey dempsey patrick dempsey, dempsey. patrick oh. dempsey <laughs> <laughs> got it before free rangers said it by the way nice there you go free rangers likes a little patrick yeah, dempsey and, you know he mm. he dies like instantly in that movie well he got the ebola there is what he got right 12 monkeys would be a good one to watch right now oh That's 12 monkeys good. is great i love 12 it's good monkeys. to watch anytime but know your doses know your doses probably one, you held all? one or two maybe top two performances by brad pitt ever it's so good mm. so worth seeing 
All right. Well, there you go. All hey, right. and there if you go. didn't remember any of that that we just said, all you got to do is follow Nicole on uh, Twitter, and she'll tell you again. So Nicole Spag on Twitter. We'd recommend doing that. She's a good follow no matter what you're uh, thinking. And Nicole, we're really glad to see you today. Have a fantastic day. You too. Bye, Bye. now. Bye. We didn't hear from kids or Dougie or anything today. No, I just saw, I did see a brother or a Mark locked in the background, locked oh. behind her in the background. That's it. Could be Mark's brother even. Somebody works there with them now, right? Like works there with uh, it's Mark. It's uh, Mark's brother, or Nicole's brother. Mm. Like as a regular, like a full-time... He's a, reg- he's a series regular. He's a series um, regular. <laughs> yeah. Ted dancing, everybody. He's a regular whisperer. <laughs> uh, all right, a couple quick things before we go. Got an, uh, a message here from Lockvine, who said, cool. Holy moly, Brian is right. I just have to jump in in favor of holy moly. It's such a great, fun uh, show. Season two is fantastic. They really stepped up the wipeout as- aspect of the show. It is totally a show you can also just listen to while working on something else and glance over at the announcers uh, that says something that merits a look. So I don't think you need to dedicate any time. Just watch it. So there you go. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Well, you, good job, Brian. Holy moly. A good recommendation. Holy moly. There you go. Then we got one from Very Understated who says on our – what? Oh, on, 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 our, on, on our, our Who Should sh- Host stage. There you go. Because we were talking about who would be a good host and everybody who got crap when they hosted and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, this person says, I think Morgan Webb would do really well as a BlizzCon host. She's knowledgeable, really pretty, charismatic, and funny as can be. Um, I would agree that Morgan Webb would be perfect. Uh, the problem is Morgan Webb now works for, in a very heavy capacity, uh, for Bonfire Bonfire Games, who is a spinoff of Blizzard. That's uh, Rob Pardo's group. When he left, he went and started Bonfire, took a bunch of people from Blizzard and started it, and hired her to be kind of head of marketing PR, I'm not sure what her total job thing is there. I doubt very highly that given that position, she would ever be asked to be on stage at BlizzCon. But all of that being not the case, she would be awesome. She'd be great. Everyone loves Morgan Webb. She's very nice. It's interesting. I mean, I I do, I see what you mean, but I'm trying to figure out what the what the conflict of interest would be of having her host BlizzCon, which is a Blizzard event working in a company that's a that's connected to Blizzard. No, no, no. They're I... not connected to Blizzard. Bonfire is a hardcore competitor of Blizzard. Oh, competitor. Oh, from when uh, Rob. Okay, yeah, I got you. Because Rob, because when 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 he left, he he kifed a bunch of Blizzard people. This was not so a happy they, day. Oh, okay, when this they happened. left and separated yeah, from yeah, yeah. Blizzard as opposed to being a. Okay. Yeah, he was basically. How do I put this? Rob Partner was in a position where he was either going to be fired or he was going to have to resign. He resigned. He took a ton of money with him for a year. He mm. didn't say anything because. He was under a non-disclosure agreement to not say anything after the first year. And then after that happened, hired a bunch of talent from Blizzard and other places, started Bonfire Games. And we still don't know what they're making. They haven't announced the game or anything, so we don't know. But she Uh, works over there now. That would absolutely be a conflict of interest if she did stuff for Blizzard. Yeah, sounds like it would. Okay, gotcha. Now I I follow you. It makes a sense. Uh, If you want to send a message like these two did, they went to the website and just used the form that's on the page. It's over at frogpants.com slash TMS. Or if you'd like the good old-fashioned email way, you can do that as well. Themorningstream at gmail.com. It's going to do it for us. We're going to go now. Okay. Uh, Do you have a um, song, though, that we we could do? Yeah, you know, I want to tell people... uh... I guess you you talked about that when you said where they could go to the website. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Fine. Or frogpants.com slash TMS. Or, you know, Patreon. Right. That's good, too. Patreon.com slash TMS. Yeah. I'm just so stuff. used to you, like, going through all this stuff right here yeah. that I... That yeah. I Just shaking it up, you know. 
changing it around. Fine. Yeah. yeah, they know. People know. All right, so I do have a song. This is one that I actually, um, for today's episode of Coverville, um, without cast, I have a ton of covers of Hey Ya, yeah, or Hey Ya, yeah, or however you want to pronounce it. Um, by the way, which is the saddest happy song you've ever written. It sounds like it's a happy song, but when you look at the lyrics, it's not a happy song. Mm. It's far from it. Um, but this was one of the versions that I was considering playing, and I had to make a choice between two versions. I decided I'll keep this one for Coverville because it fits the rest of the, the, the content of the show, and then I'll play this other one on TMS today. Um, the connection is that um, the vocals on it come from Sam Lloyd, who uh, just passed away at the end of last month, but you know him as the uh, the guy from Scrubs, um, oh, Ted yeah. Lo- Lawyer Ted on uh, Scrubs. He's yeah. also the nephew of Christopher Lloyd. Um, I did not know that. Which I didn't know either, but uh, oh. he's on Cougar Town. And uh, anyway, uh, he had uh, a brain tumor um, and metastatic lung cancer that had spread to his liver, spine, and jaw. He um, just horrendous situation and a tremendous loss from a very, very talented singer. On the on the show Scrubs, he did sing this great cover of Hey Yeah, um, I think as part of somebody's wedding, if I remember correctly. Mm. I might be wrong. Anyway, uh, his band is The Blanks. Here is Hey Yeah. Uh, enjoy. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. around because she loves me so and this I know for sure but does she really want to but can't stand to see me walk out the door I can't stand to fight the feeling cause the thought alone is killing me right now thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together cause we don't know how Hey, ah, ah. hey, ah, ah. hey, ah, ah. hey, ah, ah. Wow. You think you got it, no, you think you got it, but got it, just don't get it till there's nothing at all, all, all. Get together, oh, we get together. But separate's always better when there's feelings involved. All, all. If what they say that nothing is forever, then what makes them, what makes them, what makes love the exception? So why, 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 why are we so in denial when we know we're not happy here?
nothing being cool. Ice cold. I can't hear you. Oh no. I say what's cooler than being cool. Ice cold. Yeah, alright, yeah, alright. Of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. He's a good boy. I understand.